Welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with... Jeff Rappaport. And today, guys, uh, well, first of all, we're up to 20,000 downloads right now. So, woohoo! Benchmark. Um, And again, this just started, you know, from you and I, Jeff, meeting up on at a coffee shop once a month. Um, So it's it's really exciting. And we've had uh, a lot of people reach out now and you know, bring in deals and they come to you for guidance. Jeff, you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, first of all, it's our one year anniversary as that, well. Yeah, that's so true. We've been doing this 12 months now and uh, we're still going strong. So that's a good thing. Yeah. I enjoy, I, I really enjoy when people call in and have questions and I've done my best to try to get back to everyone. I think I've talked to everyone. Right. Uh, I don't know if I'm extremely helpful all the time just because we they're bringing stuff all over the country and a lot of single family type stuff which I just don't have the time to to deal with so that's why I've encouraged people to bring a little bigger deals so that I, I will put in the time but uh, I, I'm getting a lot of feedback I'm getting a little better understanding of what Issues people are still having, questions that they're getting, and obviously we want you to all call in and tell us what topics do you want to hear about, what what situations are you having a hard time figuring out, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and we haven't got that many calls for, for that um, as far as what they want to listen, what the audience wants to listen to. So please, guys, call in and let us know what you guys want to hear. If there's you know, a a topic that we need to go more in depth on, we want to know what that is. And so I'm just going to give, I'm going to give our hotline number out um, so that you guys can do that right now. And then we'll give it out on on the end of, give it out on the end of every episode. But anyway, 877-409-8090 is the creative financing hotline, 877-409-8090. Give us a call. Let us know what you guys want to hear, what you're struggling with out there, because we want to tailor this podcast um, for our audience in learning creative financing strategies for real estate investing. Can can I mention one other thing before we get into this is that, so we're going to start doing some YouTube videos, short 10, 15 minutes. Uh, so you'll get more of a visual. Mostly, uh, yeah, mostly in deal structure. Yeah. How to, how to put numbers together. Yeah, we'll have a few um, introductory stuff. We'll show you how to use a calculator a little more in depth. But yes, it'll mostly be deal structuring. And uh, we realize that some of this is a little bit hard to follow if you can't see it. So be on the lookout for that. For sure. And guys, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We've really, we've really tried hard um, to not not bring any bs um so to speak i think that we're really good about just getting straight to the topic um 
really good actually because there's a lot of podcasts i listen to they'll be talking to their guests you know just kind of rambling for the first 20 minutes and then they'll actually get into the the meat and potatoes of the content and i think we're i think we do a good job on that jeff just jumping right into it i think our podcast is a little different that it's almost it's like a, a conversation but it's it's a teaching uh situation rather than uh you know, just like, hey, this is what we did. You should try it too. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of podcasts like that. So, cool. All right, guys. Um, what we're going to be talking about now, we're going to go into a series. I don't know how many parts it's going to be, but it's going to be best leads for creative financing deals. Yeah, so what, what I wanted to do is, from the feedback that I've gotten, is that why don't we start identifying when you get a particular lead, how it may fit into some creative financing? What are some of the things that you're looking for? And what are some of the things that are going to eliminate it from, from being a deal? And this is going to be helpful because when you guys, as you're out there generating leads, um, you guys are going to know right away, hey, this might be a good one for creative financing versus you know just a cash deal, yeah. right? So... Let's jump into it, Jeff. All right. So let's talk about what are some of the things that you would be looking for. And then we're going to talk about some of the things that are going to eliminate it. And it's funny. One is one side and the other is going to be like the opposite. So um, so one of the things that you're hoping for is that you can buy under market value. So absolutely. Uh, you know, if it starts to uh, if you find a house that's worth three fifty. You'd like to be able to buy it for 320, 315, 325, somewhere in there. Okay. This is crucial uh, in terms of making sure something can work. Small down payment. Small and when I payment. say small down payment, that's relative, depending on the type of property that you're trying the to do. The size of the deal. So, <clears throat> right. But if if you're trying to work on a three hundred thousand dollar home and the seller is open to terms, but they want seventy five thousand dollars down, that that's not going to work for you in most cases. So we want to keep our down payment low. That's how we're. That's one of the ways that we're going to get paid. So when people start asking for big down payments, that's either going to eliminate them or that's going to be something that you're going to have to negotiate. Right. Uh, the term, how long of a term. So I usually like three years minimum. That, that's what I want. And then that, it may be longer, obviously. And the longer you can get, the better. But where it gets kind of tricky is when they want like a short term, like six months or a year. Now, right. we've talked about uh, short term financing deals, whether it's a rehab or right. maybe it's um, your you're doing like the burr strategy where you're going to buy it, fix it up, and then you're going to refinance it. That, that works. But if you're putting someone in this property and thinking that within 12 months they'll get new financing or that's the person you have to find, I think you're putting yourself in a tough situation. So I would say for sure not less than two years if you're working with any kind of owner-occupant. And most investors are going to want longer than that as well. Right, if they're holding it. Uh, fixed interest rate would be better than a variable rate. So, uh, right. And I'm not saying that you can't do a variable rate. I We did a podcast where we did one. Uh, but you better know what you're, you're dealing with. Yeah. 
And uh, you're, if you were wholesaling it, you better make your buyer aware of that. Right. Or your tenant buyer, whoever that is, if, well, if, if you're I mean, not holding it yourself. It, it, it certainly is going to depend. I mean, if you're wholesaling it or arbitraging it, that uh, you better make it clear that your payment's going to adjust. Yeah. It's not ideal, by the way. Okay. Loans that can't, uh, loans that can be wrapped. So I know that there's some misconceptions out there that you can't wrap an FHA loan. You can. It depends on your title company. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about this. It was all based on some letter that was sent back in the late 1990s with uh, FHA, you know, threatening all these title companies that if they wrapped an FHA loan, they would no longer do, uh, you would no longer be able to process FHA. Right. To my knowledge, none of that's ever been enforced ever, but some title companies are still Sticklers not, on it. Yeah, they're not going to do it. Yeah. However, if you have the right title company or right attorney, you may be able to wrap FHA. And I can tell you, I do it all the time. Right. Yeah. So if you can't find another title company, if your title company tells you no, find another title company. Correct. Or, or at least keep looking and find what... Yeah, you can always take a property subject to FHA. Um, that that's not considered a wrap, but not everyone is going to just deed you their property. So right. Uh, in Utah, we typically do contract for deed to wrap FHA loans. Apparently, that is okay. Not everyone would do a wrap where it would be an all-inclusive trust deed and still do the FHA loans. So right. you got to know what you're dealing with in your market. Absolutely. Uh, good interest rate. Okay, That's kind of critical when you're dealing with um, creative financing is that, uh, and good is again a relative term depending on what's going on. I mean, if going interest rates are seven and you've got, you got a five and a half percent rate, that's pretty good. Right. <laughs> but right now, uh, you've got a ton of properties that are, between three and four percent, probably never been a better time to try to find those kind of deals. Right. Yep. Solid long-term financing. Right. And then less work. Now, we again, we've talked about properties that are rehabs that we can still structure. That's not what I'm really talking about. I'm talking more of that you are looking for a property that you can do with an owner-occupant. And... So the more work that's needed, the, the more difficult it's going to be to create the right terms and still be able to get the property sold. Right, yeah, because there's the more money that's needed to fix up the property kind of takes away from... Well, and not all homeowners want to move into a property that needs a bunch of work. Yeah, so, very true. Um, so let's let's talk about the ones that are going to be kind of... They're, they're probably not going to work, and some of them are going to be pretty straightforward. Okay. So, I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I see a ton of people asking way above retail price, like not like five, ten grand, like thirty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars over retail. Creative financing can help deal with that, but come on, let we can't get outrageous. So when people are asking considerably significant amounts over retail, probably disqualifies it. Right. Yeah. Big down payment we already talked about. And yeah. so what's big? 
For me, it's relative. Again. It, well, it, it is relative depending on what type of property. But if you're selling a home, first of all, if we're selling, if we're trying to either sell this house or wholesale the property to another investor, the down payment has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Because we, as we've talked in numerous episodes, we always try to figure out the cash on cash return. Yeah. So the less cash that they come out, that out of pocket, uh, the higher the ROI. Correct. So you know, the more money that's required, potentially the less return on investment. So um, it's it's very relative. But for me, I'm always looking at hey, if I can sell the property, and this is my thought process, I always feel comfortable if I need to get about ten percent. I might get a little more, slightly less. But in that range. So if I can make money at selling at 10%, then I need to be below that. Right. Now, on like, let's say it's an eightplex, which would require at least a 20% down payment conventionally, I might be able to get more because I'm dealing with investors that are accustomed to paying that kind of money. That might be more of the exception, not the rule. Right. Okay. Okay. Terms too short. We talked about that. Um, unless you have a clear exit strategy, you don't want to deal with six months, a year, year and a half, two years even. Two years is probably the absolute minimum. And it's going to, uh, it may put you in a difficult situation because sometimes people need just starting to fix your credit can take some time. Yeah. So uh, if that's the kind of buyer that you're looking for, uh, you probably want a little bit longer term. Yeah, and I noticed with yours, with the, a, a lot of your offers, Jeff, you're always shooting for that three to five years. So I usually make my minimum is like three. Right. And then I shoot for a more intermediate, so somewhere between five to seven. And as the market shifts, I'll probably look at longer term. So, um, you know, more like seven to 15. Right. So, uh, we talked about the variable interest rate. That's always something that you want to be careful about. I'm not saying you can't do it. Just know what can happen to this loan and over the course of what time frame. Yeah, and account for that in your numbers. Correct. Uh, there's certain loans that I wouldn't wrap or I'd be certainly clear about if you're going to. So the first one would be a reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgages are where uh, a senior citizen, uh, someone, I think you have to be... 65. I think it's 62. 62. That you can take out a reverse mortgage. And basically what it is is that you're using your equity in your home to either have no payment, so you have no house payment, or it's even paying you each yeah. month. Yeah. Um, and so there's certain rules. And the rules are that you get this deal as long as you are alive and you're living in the property. If you move out of the property or you die, the, the bank then wants either to get paid off or they take back the asset. Right. So if you're going to wrap this, the only time that I would ever do it is if it was going to be a rehab and it's going to be a short time frame. Because as soon as the bank finds out, they're going to call the loan due. Yeah. So And they will go through the foreclosure process. Yes. So if you can beat that time frame, yeah. then you're fine. But that is but, high risk. Well... 
Is it really? I mean, um, if you were doing a rehab and it's going to take you two months and then you'll put it on the market and you'll probably have it sold in two, three months, you're looking at a four and five month period of time. Yes. Cause I just did one and I, a reverse had, mortgage. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, a rehab where, um, I had three buyers cancel the contract. Um, and so it's taken me eight months. Um, just just shy of eight months yeah. to do so that's why I said that yeah well and so just keep in mind yeah you're not going to have a long time frame and you don't want to mess with these where you'd put a tenant buyer or um, you, you'd sell on terms that's stay away from that yeah absolutely. the only thing would be is a short-term kind of Rehab. hey we can get yeah. in and you know get it sold quickly yeah uh we talked about FHA and what those issues are. Mm-hmm. And then there's certain banks. So here locally in Utah, we have one, um, Utah Housing Authority. They're the ones that make um, grants for the down payment. Uh, they're not yeah. grants. They're, they're loans. Yeah. And yeah. so they fund you know, basically 100%. They are notorious for the, if they find out that you've transferred the loan, they will call it due. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a, other um, institutions like that across the nation yeah. that are the same way. Yep. So be aware of that in your area. Yep. And then be careful about thinking that you can make anything work here. So if you have little to no equity, and when I say little to no, I'm usually saying zero or less than zero equity, <laughs> upside down maybe, to maybe 10% equity. Uh, to me, that's little to none. Okay? Right. And... If it needs significant work on top of that, yes, you'll probably get that deal. I don't know if you really want that deal, though. So uh, be careful about when there's not a lot of equity and uh, the property needs quite a bit of work. Right. Okay. So what I want to do, Jonathan, is I want to talk about some different kinds of leads that you would receive and then maybe an example of each one how we go through it, how we potentially structure it, and potentially what our exit strategies are for each one. Perfect. Okay. okay. So let's wrap this part up right here. Okay. Of the series, because we just went through a lot of information. And if you want to quickly summarize those points, you can. But um, I think this is a good place to leave off because of uh, we kind of said what fits and what doesn't fit okay. so far in a general sense, right? Yep. Cool. So guys, uh, again, this is going to be, there's going to be several parts to this series and we're titling this best leads for creative financing deals. So, uh, we're going to wrap this episode up right here. So stay tuned to our next one, um, where we're going to talk about specific scenarios that would best fit creative financing. So thanks so much for listening guys. Uh, Jeff, any last words? Uh, again, watch for our new youtube videos where we'll go through some of these and yep uh, so you'll actually be able to visualize i'm still interested in working with people i'm happy to answer people's questions if you're looking at wanting to work with me call us um, i will get back to you and we'll discuss it and see what kind of fit it could be and um if you're looking to work with jeff Keep in mind that he's looking to work on commercial deals. I am, although I can tell you that a couple of people have contacted me recently and uh, 
they were in a market that we already work in, and so we're now working together. They're part of our, uh, we have an apprentice group where we do training, and uh, they can earn while they learn. And uh, so if that's, I, I don't know how feasible it is. I don't know how many markets I want to deal with, but uh, any kind of multifamily or commercial deal. And I, I'm actually happy to help you so you know what to say and what, what to look for. That way we're not wasting time and right. we can move forward on stuff. Okay, cool. So guys, if you're interested in that, um, in getting into Jeff's apprenticeship program, Give us a call, 877-409-8090. Again, 877-409-8090. That's our creative financing hotline. You can leave us a comment there. Um, let us know what you want to hear, what you want to, uh, what what kind of deals you're working on or what you need help with. Um, and we'd love to create some content to help you with that. Uh, you can also find all of our episodes on thecreativefinancingpodcast.com. Again, www.thecreativefinancingpodcast.com. Thanks so much, guys. And until next time, create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.